Welcome everybody. I'm here with CP Sketch. And today we are going to be discussing motivation, the idea of a preconceived notion and what that actually means and why you should tend, why you should avoid them. Really, that's the biggest thing. You should avoid preconceived notions, but our brain naturally wants to. We always come from a place of comparison whenever we enter any situation. So we tend to have a preconceived notion without even meaning to. Yes, yes. We could we could dig right into that. So motivation's interesting because today Absol and I both woke up having like probably the most unmotivated simultaneous feeling. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Just woke up with a big old fat nope. Right. Nope. Nope. We're done. And um motivation's interesting for me because half an hour before we started setting up. I got a weird burst of motivation to do something I should have done a long time ago. Was fix my chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was just like this these damn arms on this damn chair. <laughs> I had to just I had to flip the chair over and get my tools out and just do it. And I don't That's know where the, I don't I don't know where it came from. So it's it's really funny. It's such a a a, a ADHD trope. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so easy to put things off and then get to this moment, especially when you're literally sitting in a chair and dealing with the reality of the chair every day. And then yeah. one day you, I, I've, I've had it. Like I can't going to do it. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> And then you set these very unrealistic time parameters for yourself. Like, I I know I have all this responsibility. This is probably not a good time to wake up first thing in the morning and do. But you know what? I'm going to do it. And I only have this much time. And it gave you the discipline yeah. to get it done. So you had to do it, to do it a, kind of around the house sort of method. But mm-hmm. it works. Yeah. The ADHD standpoint is huge for me because, like, I do, I do have that. Mm. And um, CP, it's my understanding that you also are, you also experience that to a degree that you would say is, I I hate the word chronic, but I'm struggling to find other words. Like, I don't think my case of it is chronic, but there are times when I do spontaneously fix my chair. <laughs> it's, it's it's funny it's this um fixation. but the thing is like with with the, with the mental with a um with a, a neurodivergency like that you end up falling into this place where i'm looking at these 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 what what motivation is and what what a lot of psychologists say motivates people you and i don't fit into those 
those concepts. Like this one here says people are motivated in their professional lives by certain factors, including money, recognition, money, recognition, power, passion, and meaning. Yep. Whereas like, I find that those things tend to actually infuriate me. Like, I don't care about recognition. I don't really want power and money pisses me off. <laughs> the idea of it even. <laughs> um, yeah. but, me, but I do tend to find meaning. That's probably my main motivator. If I were to go by that list. Like, yeah. And I think step further, we are the values that motivate the deeds. Because. That's, oh yeah. Because that does that, fit in with that. Because you don't necessarily have to, you don't necessarily have to work, value something. And that, that can be part of the problem um, for, for mental health, where I value something, but I don't actively work to do the deed in your, in your uh, language. It, it, you, could, you could value it, but then you wouldn't do the deed. So in a way, I think yours is more genuine but it still doesn't negate that I could value connectedness and be completely alone all the time, or I could value money and not have a cent to my name. And I think that's where the value of money does get shifted. I think so too. Um, yeah. It's that it's experience. And that's more of the later part of what you were talking about today, how um, the concept is perceived. So it's going to be impacted by, an experience with either money or connectedness. So I, when it comes to motivation, though, does it actually get you up in the morning? That's that's sort of where it, it where the shift is to the, the motivation lens is. Does, that, it, does it get you out of bed? Is it enough for you to actually want to like, for instance, you, you said this morning you and M had some issues like actually getting like getting up and get, getting going. What was yeah. the what was the factor that was missing that you would say that kept you from wanting to get up and go? Uh, I think you know, like, like you were thinking, the the preconceived notion, the concept, the information that I, I had currently at that time was being impacted by the fact that we had a snow day yesterday, and a lot of times I do have to go out and leave. I have some responsibilities, but because of the nature of it and the iciness of it i was able to stay in we stayed in we didn't do a lot get our podcast but <laughs> for the most part it was just being at the house and being warm i've got this wonderful like soft blanket that i got that uh it was the best christmas present house because not only do i appreciate it abso appreciates it and the cats very much appreciate it. the cats do one number one hit the big fuzzy blanket so you know you get into that thing and it's just wonderful warm snuggles what's and the... it's it's easy to not want to get out of that situation what's the main thing that hurts your motivation ah oh, the, the fuzzy blanket <laughs> it's a, yeah it's a big one that, that's what stunts the motivation well isn't that true because we're both vibing off the fact that we could just chill and then like it's now the second morning we're in the same situation Mm -hmm. and we were able to just stay if we could just stay in bed how amazing would that be and considering abso had to get up at nine and do some important work um she was talking with someone uh for the paper 
concerning our issues that we have with our neighborhood. She didn't even have the full opportunity to, to have the sleep in morning. I could see like the need adding that information on top of, on top of the, the loss of maybe something that you didn't get out of the day on, Oh, I could get it today, but yeah, it's just, it's just warmth and comfortableness. And this is back into the ADHD. I get a lot of delusions of grandeur. And I think I need to do more and more and more. Situation has to be 100% figured out in its entirety for me to even do it. And I also have the fear of more options and things that stop me from doing stuff. And even with the renovation and pulling my house apart and the stuff I've done last year, stuff that completely seized me up because I'm more about all the little details. And I talked to somebody not too long ago. What if it's just about main components? What if it's just like you, you more about the framing or general to specific? Close it in. How can you hang a piece of plastic to make it a room again simple things and when i was able to start doing simple solutions uh like that it made it a lot more manageable and then it made the stress of it i've just made it it's like a less harm idea like how can i make this less harmful your smoker you know you smoke a pack a day you use less than a pack a day or one in Less harm. Make it better, but not the best. That's well, I, yeah, that's hard I mean, for ADHD. That is like well, anything addictive. Yeah. Anything addictive will get you if you have ADHD. Ish. Huh. <laughs> Got a genie buddy. <laughs> wish. A, genie, a genie buddy. Yeah, I do. I wish, I, I wish Chat GPT wish. could just tell me to play with my cat right when I get home. I wish life was just awesome. Dumped every awesome thing I thought. Yeah. I wish it would just, yeah, make me this center just... of the universe. <laughs> and I didn't have to do a fucking thing. And it just, You're, you are everything. You were touching on a very important thing, actually, that fits <laughs> right in with our, with our subject matter here. Okay. Cause well, would you say those... people expect? Would you say like humans expect things to work out, like or they we, don't? Like we we enter we enter into a uh, so the list that I've been given by the Google verse, which is always very basic and lacks context, is what motivates people is money, recognition, power, passion, and meaning. But then I I looked further, and the the actual the top result is nine ways to motivate others. And research suggests that humans are motivated by autonomy, mastery, and purpose. And I'm like, that's that's huge. Like autonomy is is big. Uh, there's a lot of folks that I work with in my line of work that they've they've lost autonomy in their life, and it makes them rebellious. It makes them want. Really? To, to, so they, what's they, an example? An example is like we often have to create um, a set of structure and rules, whereas the person 
the person didn't have to adhere to a set of structure and rules before they entered our space. And they lose that autonomy to do whatever they want, and they tend to lash out. And it causes them to lose motivation because they no longer have their autonomy. Because they they're governed too much. Exactly. They don't, yeah. Mm. And they're governed okay. too much. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, I mean, it's a hierarchy. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I, when, I, when I hear you talk about that, I think about, like, a lot of that probably is a result of lawsuits. And um, there's a lot of different factors i for those of you that don't know my my main job is i work in homelessness and we help um we help house and prevent we help prevent homelessness but we also house people who are uh, experiencing homelessness so like transition transitional like families too yeah people who like kind of just been had a had a had a bad run and shit fell apart now they don't Mm -hmm. And like there's there's people who thrive in our system and there's people who really do struggle with the the self-motivation and the self-governance. Like we recently had to instate a um a mandatory well like a mandatory meeting. Like I can't get into too many details about what, what it actually in, in te- entails, but we had to in we had to insti- institute they, they were supposed to come to us and write down on a list every time they wanted to have this meeting, right? And they weren't doing it. They just weren't self-motivating to to come talk to us every week. So what we instead had to do was make it mandatory. Like, okay, we're gonna come find you. And if if you can't if you can't um if if you if you keep missing the meeting for whatever reasons, this voice is noise. Abso, what's so, up? Abso, thank you so much for that sub. Um, if they can't meet, if they can't come to the meeting for too many times in a row, then they're going to, they're going to get disciplined. There's going to be circumstances and ramifications that come from that. And that bot that, that started to really bother them. And, and we're like, guys, we, we gave you four months to use the list we put up on the bulletin board. And now none of you are are at, at a place where where things are are actually working out you know like it, this isn't going to work in the long term because this this is, a, this is supposed to be a place that you come to to eventually find a permanent place to live you know and they're essentially it's to prevent them from getting too comfortable <laughs> yeah yeah and as, well, a mo- as a motivator i've found uh, from doing this this is why i'm telling the story that it it actually isn't that good of a motivator. It honestly just creates fear. What making people do this stuff? Like forcing people to do it, and then um, basically co- creating consequences for them not doing it is is basically making them do it out of fear. Like they're they're not doing it because they want to. They're doing it because they're going to lose something, which I don't think is a good training. It's not a way to actually train someone to form good habits. But that's that's my own that's my own opinion of it. Like, I'm not just, saying that's just that's just how we do it. I mean, you just got me thinking, so it's just it it's um because I can understand that I think there's with therapy, I think there's a job of the person who's delivering the therapy 
that does need to try to inspire and motivate because that's probably the biggest problem um and what's creating a lot of engine i mean being displaced is one thing <laughs> and so like the criteria could be like way different too yeah we do, just thinking, we, we yeah. do have like a um uh it's it's very situational like depending on on what the circumstances were we are very conscious of that as well it's like oh i've done a few oh <laughs> i told you she didn't want to leave we didn't want to leave we're talking about motivation yeah. today Ab, so yeah, um, we're talking about we're talking about uh, motivation shame and the concept of preconceived notion and we've yeah. touched a little bit about some of our thoughts over the last couple weeks now he is uh, uh, bringing up something interesting because it's like he's working with the homeless and trying to uh create a system that that is a little bit more strong arming into like you got to do this or nothing's ever going to get better and it's creating a lot of tension and anxiety yeah isn't that it though like yeah sometimes tension sometimes it's like you either don't know that things exist out there for you or you've never been allowed to do things. So there's all these other problems that I can see in it. Um, I've been in a lot of therapy where I don't think it's as strong enough as far as the motivation. Like sometimes I just want the person to be like, hey, I'm going to see you in a week. Write down this shit and we'll talk about it next week. Because like a lot of times yeah. we're like, like we're doing here, we're all over the place. What the fuck? Oh, it's an ad was playing. Speaking of <laughs> the ad, um, an ad's playing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So the ad fucking distracted me. Fuck you, ad. Wait, you're 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 helping me with this with this podcast here, dreamers. So you you shouldn't have to have ads. Huh? You shouldn't have to have ads. I'm not allowing that. You're not. You're not getting ads That's anymore. No, no more. No more ads. Wow. No, no, no more ads for Dreamers Arcade. <laughs> it's my fucking birthday. <laughs> Thank so, you. Just, and then I go. And then I'm gonna show off all my wealth. Yeah. Oh, I, I can change. I can. You can change your color now in the chat. You you always could, and that's that's for everybody everywhere. Do you like being purple? Oh, I don't know. I I yeah. Purple like now, the misses. Now, now you're you're orange. It looks like. I just changed it to orange. Nice. Uh, fuck with that, and then. All right. So oh, this I've I've completely speaking of like having more structure. I've I've completely disregarded the structure that I'd set for myself last last time we did this. No, you didn't. So allow allow, allow me to give myself a little bit of a. No, you did. A little bit of of things we can edit. Yes, to, we are currently talking about motivation, shame, and the idea of a preconceived notion. A lot of these things connect in many ways. And then some of them are very separate from each other as well. Sorry, separate from each other. There goes my brain trying to sound smart. Um, I'm here with CP Sketch. 
This guy. Um, this is going to become more of a staple on oh. this Coffee and Contemplation stream where CP is going to bounce off of me and vice versa. Oh, bounce topics. off you. Yeah, bounce off of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is why we now have the video of CP sketch on the physical version of the podcast as well. If you so, want to look at two creepy bearded dudes at the same time, <laughs> now you can on Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Friday morning. You know, you want Friday. to talk to two bearded dudes about interesting concepts. Yeah. Welcome to Mansplaining 101. Empathy, understanding, and so on. So, Floody, we, we touched on the idea of autonomy is a big one, though. Like, you talk about being strong-armed and pushed. Um, I love that concept because, like, some people will completely disregard all factors of their betterment just to avoid being told to do something just to go yeah, oh you told me you told me to do that okay i'm not going to do it now or it's that's like part of their you, yeah you wanted to do it and now someone's telling you to do it nope now it's gone you don't want to do it anymore but you know how you get them doing stuff reverse psychology nope sorry it's <laughs> just joking no it's true resentment <laughs> Yeah, you'd build their own you resentment. You piss them off, and eventually they're going to resent you, and then they'll be like, I'll do this to spite them, and then they'll do something that like works for them. So, yeah. you know, it, it works and it doesn't work, but yeah, it's, you can't motivate people who are unmotivated. Yeah. Like, the, you go into therapy, and if it's like, you go to therapy weekly, every two weeks, monthly, whatever it is, and you're going in the next session with absolutely nothing, Maybe you want to talk about some stuff, but like vibing about pissed off at this person is good. I could do that with you. I could do that. You know, I, I could just do it on Twitch, I could, you know, but it, it, it wastes up a lot of time. So you only have an exactly. hour. Exactly. You want to go in there and be like, well, we're going to like this podcast. We will dance around and we'll go in all kinds of different directions. Now, if we knew we just had an hour and we, we would bullet point this thing every 15 minutes to make sure it works. But we don't have an hour. Uh, what we yeah. do today, we don't have an hour normally. So having, like I always say, having intention is important, but yeah, it's, it, it is tough mm -hmm. to have that motivation because I, I wish a lot of times that counselors were just like, can you just get to this please? Yep. Bloody actually um, just touched on something really important that we were talking about a bit before is that I actually did encounter someone Floody, who was so they were so intent to fail. They were so sure that they were going to fail that they they weren't even getting close to the point where they were trying. Like he um, had this this moment where we were just trying to get them to realize that they have to go they have to they have to make a decision and 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 move in a, in a direction and just the very thought of that there was so much fear built up around failing that they had already decided that they they had already failed like they their brain had already been put into the place where they 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 gave up and that's where the strong arm method i feel is the that, to me that feels like the only place where you can do the strong arm method cuz i had to look at this person in the eye and say you already decided that you have failed and they tried to say, oh, no, no, I don't feel that. And I said, you literally just told me everything that, that has already happened. But these are things you haven't even started on yet. 
Like, these are things you haven't even made the phone calls. You haven't even put in the applications. You haven't even, like, you can't say that it's over when you haven't even started. Like, that's that's the only place where the strong arm method, I feel, is, is like, that's when you, you take off the gloves, so to speak. That's when you, you take take the initiative of, okay, this person is so far down that hole that they, they don't even see a way out anymore. And you got to sort of show them the way out and in many cases force them onto that path. Yeah, but when really they, from, from, from a therapy standpoint, you don't want someone to be forced into stuff from a therapy standpoint, though, I don't think. When it comes to like the, um, paying your bills and getting a job and things like that, that's a little different. Well, have I ever, have I ever talk, talked to you about uh, post-traumatic stress, like personally, like oh, that's, myself? That's, no, that that's a whole nother um, side of it too that I I do want to hear what you have to say on that because I personally don't suffer from any post traumatic stress, so I don't know how that affects motivation from a personal standpoint. So everything you're saying, you know, unfortunately I can relate to a lot of it mm -hmm. because there is that idea of like, well, how are you going to get better when you haven't even started? Um, there's a lot of stuff that will put walls up. Things like imposter syndrome, you don't belong, thinking you could never do something. I could never do that. Saying things like the word never. Oh, yeah. Speaking, everybody's. speaking in absolutes is something that I've, I've fought since I was a teenager to try to stop. But it's funny how your brain just naturally will consider something as absolute. Yeah, and, you know, my dad still does it to this day, so I know, like, I learned a lot of this stuff behaviorally. And unfortunately, I'm always trying to figure out what's behavioral, what's biological. And so the difference is, if I have ADHD and I don't produce enough dopamine to my brain, then that's just a biological thing. And the only thing that's going to really fix that is probably a medication to stabilize it. Then there's mm -hmm. a thought that somebody told me that I'll also repeat as fact. I think that's reality, but it's not. It's behavioral. Somebody taught me that this is these are the rules. These are the rules for you, and this is where you stay. Um, so trying to figure out the difference between behavioral and biological is a pain in the ass. Yep. <laughs> but then leaning into post-traumatic stress, uh, I don't have a diagnosis with a post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh, okay. I haven't really, I haven't really gotten into it. Um, but I, I come from, I come from a lot of abuse and, and backwards thinking. I know this because I have grandparents who are almost a century old, the boomer parents who are now 70, middle-aged guy that we've all living very regimented behavioral ideology here said and carried forth throughout the generations. And it's, it's inaccurate and negative and detrimental to motivation and progression. So I need to figure out personally, if I have the post-traumatic stress issue, and then I need to go through it all. And I'm scared as fuck because I've had a lot of substance abuse problems because I 
we'll just shut off those parts, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, cracked myself. Bloody, I'm loving the interaction. So uh, yeah, yeah. So Floody said, um, I was in a very deep depression once, unemployed, no will left, could not handle to look at other people. I was in a very dark place. So I had a job counselor who kind of took away any choice, but in a friendly way. He took away me having to take any choices. Meet up there, work from then to then, and we have a weekly meeting with the counselor on top, and it was exactly what I needed. We were a manager at the same company that you were forced to work at. See, yeah, that's that's a good example of, of where that works. When when someone is at the very rock bottom and they don't they don't see any choices, you force them to have a choice. You force them to see the choice and basically kind of give it to them. I think that's the friendly way to do it too. Is you give them the choice. You say, "Hey, we're going to do this because it is an option for you," but you don't see it as an option. A uh, good example of that would be me in my late 20s i think when i was 29 i went back i went to college i got my art degree um and if it wasn't for abso being like yeah i'm 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 going to school like why can't you go to I'm like yeah. yeah i'm like that's not a place for me like hey, I, was just, I was just like not that i don't value education just that was in my family that's just do that man we're working dudes you know like college oh, you know yep. people if you if you uh live in the new england area you might actually know this to be quite true especially in the older older generations and palling around the hardware store you know you don't you know you, you hear them be like hey look at this guy a college boy over here he's got the answers you'll hear like a like a insult about it <laughs> uh and mm. it, it, it's, it's interesting like to be educated yeah yeah Knowledge boy, you know, it's like that's not a bad thing to know stuff. Like, good information is it's so really funny. Important. I had the but, opposite experience, CP. That's that's fascinating. Really, I had the opposite experience. Yeah, I had everyone in my life kept forcing me to go to college and saying, You have to go to college, you have to do this, it's the right thing to do. You go to college, you get a degree. But then when I got out of college, I was miserable. I was absolutely miserable when I got out of college and I looked at all my friends who went into a trade instead and saw their lives flourishing while I was struggling to pay bills. I was like, man, why the hell? Why didn't I just learn everything from YouTube? Yeah. The system, well, the system flipped. Yeah. Like my, the funny thing is my line of work now, like that technical and trade and those were like, it was dog shit as far as I'm concerned uh, when I first started out and it's, grown so much and it's becoming so much more of a lucrative and easier to run business um like i never that's the other thing i never thought i would do like i worked with my father a lot and i still do but you know it was, it was under his uh ownership you know he'd find the jobs and knew the people but um yeah i started to pick up some of those customers you know some of the jobs he didn't want and i'm getting out there enough and it's i'm at a point now where i'm literally running a business i'm doing like what my father did i never thought i could do that uh but in just in time you just got used to it um so that's one thing to be positive and thankful about like in time 
know, if you stick with something long enough, the older you get, you will figure out figure out ways to make it easier, and it'll feel a lot more natural uh, throwing yourself into uh, maybe some college. A social media post recently tipped off a um, really, really fascinating concept of everything is figureoutable. So what the phrase was, everything is figureoutable, and I'm like, huh. So if you just mm. spend if you spend enough time on something and you do the research, there's probably a human out there that has done it before or attempted to, and you can learn from them. And then also you can just try it. You just do it and you can figure it out. But oftentimes we are paralyzed by our need to know how to do it before doing it. But how did the first person learn? Weren't scared of fucking up. Yeah. So like, just like go into every project with the idea in your head that everything can be figured out. Or that you're, one thing that helped me is the result doesn't have to be perfect. Right. It, it's a learning experience. And if you do it and it doesn't come out perfect or it's a half-assed version, then you realize like, maybe I could go back in and change it. You have the opportunity to continue to work on something, but yeah, you have to really be confident enough to fail. Yeah, but if we if we got to we got to exaggerate it a little bit though, because don't be confident to fail if there's no doctors around and the person you're you're trying to help. Um, <laughs> need surgery like don't don't try to figure that out. <laughs> well i mean yeah dude i'd like to think that we have enough bells and whistles in place that people aren't walking off the street like dude you're gonna do emergency surgery nobody i know you've never done it before but we're really we don't that have would, doctors that'd be so funny to me that if there was a youtube video like all right hey guys welcome to my channel please like and subscribe we're today we're gonna do open heart surgery <laughs> yeah. And, yeah full, dis full disclaimer chat i didn't go to medical school but i did play surgeon simulator for a good summer yeah got an that's, app and a youtube that, video to help me to do the moves that's, right that's something like just just download my just just sign up for my 10-month course and you too can learn to oh That'd you want to get you want to get snake oil salesman dude oh my good the God, snake oil salesman we're we're starting to really we're starting to really have you seen some of these have you seen some of these oh my god this is way getting off track but i've been getting like actually visibly mad at these these online coaches oh you know? but they, they, i mean all you get all you got to do is come to coffee and contemplation for free every friday yeah. and you'll and get all, it, all your all your insight that you need for the week trust us yes we look we have charge Full disclaimer, we are not experts. But No, we, but I've had a lot of therapy. <laughs> yep. I've I've had a very I've had very little therapy. Oh you're young still. I know, that's true. I want more. But mine was more substance abuse when I was younger in my twenties. But yeah, I didn't do anything. I don't know. I got into therapy more around when I was your age. Now I've been rocking. Oh, I see. Got the wife I, into it. Got the cats coming along. <laughs> How's the cat therapy going? Uh, pretty good. They got that uh, that galaxy guy coming over later. 
So Jackson Galaxy is coming for an an uh, on call. In he's going to teach me how to. He's going to teach me how to slow blink my cats to ecstasy. You got to slow blink your cats. It's not a sexual thing. I don't know what it is. It's a comfort thing, right? It's trust. Like if you can close yeah, your yeah. eyes around them, then then that means you don't you trust them to not attack you. You have to put their head up. That's why I'm really I'm always scared. When a cat doesn't slow back, slow blink back to me, because I'm like, oh, does that mean that you would attack me if if now my see, eyes are and closed? There's, <laughs> there's that ADHD thing. When you know a cat's probably gonna fuck with you, but you still feel compelled to touch it. There you go. Yep. Same. I can't. Yeah. Absol's always like, stop touching them. They're overstimulated. But I keep creeping back in. I don't know why I can't stop. And that's oh, um. They're overstimulated. Yep. My cousin said he has uh he got diagnosed with a bipolar disorder and um Oh wow. He said that what will happen with him is he will he'll engage in something that he knows is broken or wrong to the point where he'll obsessively get into it and it will like start to destroy him. Kind of that idea of like, I know the cat's gonna scratch me, but I at it anyway okay. i know this thing's breaking and getting worse and i can't stop working on it so i'm gonna keep spiraling until i make it worse and worse and worse and i fucking lose my mind yeah that's I and do, that's I, that happens yeah. with um, neurotypical people too it's just a yeah. much smaller scale yeah that's why i brought it up because it, it happens to me to a certain capacity but my cousin's also in that family also has the same behavioral style of mm -hmm. you know I don't know what it is like why you wouldn't give something up that's something we can figure out why you would just destroy something is it mm -hmm. like an expression of your pain are you like showing your suffering like by continually destroying it more and more I think it is i think it could very well be um an expression of of self like self-expression it could be something along the lines of that's the only way that they've they've ever been noticed by people in their life a lot of my a lot of my reductive thoughts always go towards upbringing and nurturing and nature, but um, I, I recognize that not every situation can be explained that way. Yeah. But my immediate my immediate thought on that subject is that that's the way that they got attention when they were a kid was breaking things, and the way the way to give them self attention. In their consciousness and their current existence is to break stuff. I don't feel alive unless I'm breaking things because that's the only way I was allowed to feel alive when I was a kid. Yeah. And, and, um, with me, a lot of times things could be going really good. I would, uh, I'd just like start drinking a lot and then I'd let my life fall apart. Fall, 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 hit the bottom. Hey, look, I can look up and now I know exactly where I have to go. There's no, no yep. FOMO, fear of more options, fear of doing the wrong thing. Yep. I bottomed out to where I've created a linear path. But also, hey, man, people are talking to me again. Like, they see that I'm uh, upset or in pain. And fucked up way to connect with people. But when it's the only way that people have connected with you, like, you'll just get in the pattern. Like, every few years, I'd wonder why I'd, like, Kind of self-destruct, and it's like, well, that's 
Well, that, you get attention, and you know it creates a linear path because you don't know where you're going half the so, time. And after three years, you crazy C said, uh, "Thought you were talking about trying to fix a section of pipes, but it's so rushed that you repair the first, and break a few, uh, a new, a new play, a new spot breaks or a new place breaks." So it's, yeah, that, that's yeah, that, that's kind of kind of both though like that's the we're talking about um self-destructive behavior but at the same time there are people out there that will rush a, an actual physical project that they're working on and break it due to like that's just how things went and maybe that'd be very subconscious though i think for it to actually enact in the physical world i don't think that it's impossible though i think there's probably situations where people have broken actual things that they're physically touching or working on because somewhere in their brain that's that's the path to a solution or like the only path to a solution in some cases yeah and now we're getting into something that i've been thinking about a lot lately is pathways of the brain so um you get from one anyone's ever to seen, another if it, well if anyone's ever seen a brain I've seen a brain see Photo. Not, not in real not in real life we could bring up a photo of a brain but the uh the it's brain cool. has those grooves groovy groovy baby <laughs> if the brain is pretty groovy yeah but those grooves pathways and um you make those based on experiences and when you walk a path right more of the path grooves more of the footprints when you walk a path over and over eventually that becomes the channel that you will constantly flow through given that decision you're going to shoot down a certain pathway now that pathway could be complete dog shit make you make a lot of bad decisions come off to some other place but to, to dig another pathway beside that is Oh, it's a lot to ask. You yeah, just... our brain gets used to like they uh, some I can't remember who said this. It was some neurologist um, found that it's almost like walking through a uh, field of grass. The more you the more you walk along the same path, the more the grass gets, you know, tamped down and an actual path forms. But trying to form yep. a new path and have it behave just as well as the old one is incredibly difficult. I love that analogy. And I've been thinking about it a lot lately because book three, Dreamers Arcade, this is this is how I'm, I'm, I'm just starting to, you have to start somewhere. So I decided I go, I'm going to make an eight book series. I haven't written one of them, but now I know it's eight books. And now I'm starting to know like what books, what book at least, even if I haven't done go. it. And I'm getting excited about book three. Book three is going to be my favorite book. I, mm -hmm. Now I'm like, do I just... I just start with book three like and would it be better for me to write book three and then go back and write book one not like put it out that way but just for me and getting my shit together it might help because there's so much that defines me in book three um that i could i could go on and on and on and one of those things i just uh, discovered about it is the idea of pathways um so book three stems 
it's about it's about being it's basically me in my 20s around that and dealing with what it what you're supposed to do as an adult moving into that realm what's it what are the options that have limited you as far as growing up or and making certain decisions uh choosing things like drinking with a certain social group of people who are all aligned um and then that becomes this current in which i go on so it's about my friend i grew up with and how we both were just nerdy kids and played a bunch of games together and then we started drinking together later in life and then i lost contact with him and they don't really know what's happened and i i could dig it up but i just decided to move on and Sometimes I don't want to know. Like I found that I dug for a bunch of answers and I found other stuff that I didn't want to, and it was hard. So for me, I climbed to the surface and just left it. And I was like, I, I wish the best for you. And I hope that you're not down there anymore, but I had to go to the oh, surface. Yeah. Sometimes it's yeah. not, a, it's like not letting people hold you back too. Mm -hmm. Even though they're like your old friends. But the whole thing is is all dig dug. I've told you this before. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's about these guys it's mining. It's just your mining and it's about the experience of mining and being in an underground mm -hmm. and being closed in with this person and trying to find other spots and then there are monsters basically are your monsters. Like, there are monsters in your mind the monsters that have kept us in this spot but also are stuck here with us and system of what it is to be poor and on the lower echelon of things and then how that system's governed and then how it really digs away and uh undermines and it, it falls lower and lower and lower um and then in the case of pathways just came up with this really interesting thing it's just like guy just digging and digging and digging and digging and we making this make this valley and we become safe we're not caving in anymore monsters and we're completely safe and a river of alcohol flows beneath oh wow and it's like well we can stay here forever man like we can't go up we cannot climb that anymore yeah but we stay down here we're safe we can stay here forever we get all the beer we want it's, mm -hmm. i can't I, I can't do this anymore you know what's in through the wall it's just the monsters and all the stuff and i have to re-go through and re-experience that's the idea of post-traumatic stress re-figure these things out and leave certain things behind to get out um but when it zooms out and it keeps zooming out when we're having this conversation realize the mind is a brain us oh, digging a pathway in our own brains to believe this is what trying to get out yeah we've dug our own physical psychological pathway where that's we're awesome the lake of alcohol we'll just stay here forever because it's safer is it's safer in the lake of alcohol yeah well yeah and that's all you that know analogy. i love that analogy you gotta dig yourself out it does sometimes feel like that too it feels like you're you're pushing away soil like it's that physically physically uh exertive like it's that difficult to actually get out there's I've, I found myself in a very similar situation to that very recently, actually, a couple of days ago. 
far as finding myself yeah. getting trapped in um, what I like to call an anxious, sorry, this is an actual term too in the psychological field, uh, anxious attachment style, where I get anxious if someone isn't like paying attention to me or, ah. talking, or talking to me that often. And this is like, that's something that I have to push. Uh, or do you away. push like, too much? That's something I have to dig out of, though. I have to dig myself out of it. Like, all that stuff gets piled on, all those thoughts, the intrusive thoughts that aren't true, but my brain and myself even are trying to convince me that they are true, that they are real. And I have to... It, it takes a lot of physical exertion. I was so exhausted last night before doing my stream because of... Not only was I at work having to do so much stuff that I normally don't do at, at my job, by the time I got home, I had all this weight of these thoughts that I couldn't attend to. It's like, hey, you're not at work anymore. Can we have a say now? And they just piled on. Like, intensely. And I had to literally, like, it felt like take a shovel. It just felt like I had to take a shovel and actually start digging and digging and digging. And then until, by the time it was time for the stream to start, I was exhausted. And that time I was going to use to take a nap was taken up by digging myself out of these thoughts. So that I could be in a better headspace for the things I want to do for my life. One thing that people don't realize about having this type of brain, it is exhausting because it doesn't shut down as much as it should probably. It's overly critical on things where it doesn't need to be spending energy on much side stuff. Totally, I totally feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> that explains your facial expression. <laughs> so I could sense that you'd been there. Yeah, it's, it's, it is really exhausting. I don't want to think about a lot of this stuff. And I think that's where therapy helps to say, like, you don't need to think about this or you don't. Therapy is actually like, the reason that I was able to even do that digging. Yeah, like that's what I learned when I went to therapy was how to get get over my anxious attachment style. Um, I'm needy too, like that too. What did like, What I, did you learn in therapy from that? Along those lines, of which part of the um of the like, what did it give you? Like, say before therapy, I was digging with my hands, and after therapy, yeah. I felt like I was digging with. Uh, an excavator like i had a much better tool to get out of those thoughts good therapy man i'm still rocking a shovel yeah the uh like what she taught me with anxious attachment style was that you have you have voices in your head you have these characters that aren't yours like it's not actually your story it's it's these characters in your head that are telling you that that's the story and you have to I don't, yeah this out. type of therapy too is so tough for me because like what you just said there it's something that I struggle with when people are like, you've got these voices in your head that are telling you these stories. And then they're like, do you hear voices? And it's like, oh. what's the fucking difference? Like, <laughs> I need to need the clarification. Would I okay. hear an the, audible the, physical the voice? So the difference is, is that it's it's the voice that you think is you. That I love that I love that you asked that question because my therapist actually did answer that question. I said, doesn't that make yeah. me more crazy if I'm hearing voices? And she said, she said, no. No, you have to you have to discern that the voices that a schizophrenic hears are actually other voices. Like it's another it's another person's voice that they're hearing. 
but when 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 you talk about an inner voice or an inner critic it is essentially it's still you but it's a version of you that thinks you're a fuck up or it's a version of you that thinks that something bad is going to happen and so i have these i have like a council around a table in my head of it's me in different costumes <laughs> like i have the hero oh. i have oh. the, i have the general i have um the scientist and all of them have an opinion, but I had to come up with a new character that slams his hand down on the table and says, guys, shut the fuck up. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> you needed like a Negan. Like I did. I needed a, yeah, I needed a, a Negan. Like, guys, stop complaining. Like he had to like turn to the scientist and say, hey, you don't need to know everything. You don't need to figure out everything. It to turn to the hero and say they don't need saving. They can save themselves. You can just be there for them. You had to turn the turn to the general and say, "Calm down. You're not under attack. You're fine." <laughs> you know, like there's all these. That's what I had to do. It's gonna be different for everyone, but for me, that's what, what worked for me. Like to 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 put characters because the writer and me have these actual characters be like tamped down. Like like guys, chill. <laughs> so this is cool. The last time I met with my person. I, I brought up a couple concerns and it's what I had said earlier. I go, do I have, I don't know what the post-traumatic stress issue is. Like I haven't dug much into it and I know there's an impact and it's a lot. And, uh, I want to start figuring this stuff out. And so her job as a counselor, she's like, yeah, we have people who will work with you. It's like, you just have to, determine whether you're ready and because it's a lot and i go yeah i mean it was a lot like last year and i took this break off i took this break and i got a lot of my life really together but mm -hmm. um there was a lot of creeping depression after the fact and i was like what's going on well there's there's these elements of things that still aren't working stuff that works i have to acknowledge the stuff that works but um it's important it, and be grateful for what what i have done over the last year um but uh yeah we have to figure out what's going to work and i said how how do they do this uh and they they she said it's mostly writing which is good and i said well what i want to do with the dreamers arcade stuff is to maybe in a narrative way semi-autobiographical work through issues maybe it's safer maybe it's more play like if i can step out of it but maybe that's maybe that's not good too so i was concerned like and i've been oh, yeah working out these things like as far as traumatizing myself um i'm, I'm fragile dude i'm just you know i'm this big giant dude but like well, here's something there's, that there's I'm... not much that just, i could get set off like really yeah your therapist may have said, um, touched on this before as well, but the the real secret to life is that we all are fragile. Like everybody is fragile. And allowing yourself to be that, that's hard sometimes too. It that's, is. That's, not, that's well, not intuitive to me. Especially with, um, um, like you, you told me a bit about the uh, upbringing that you had that I'm, I, what it sounds like is that you've had similar experiences to me where you had a lot of people telling you it's not okay to cry. It's not okay to feel your feelings. 
Yeah, yeah. And that that story is resounding throughout society right now, actually, that a lot of people have experienced that of all genders, of all backgrounds, that a lot of people make it seem like it's just not okay to feel your emotions. And that's bullshit, because, like, why do we feel them, then, if it's not okay to feel them? Yeah, it definitely is okay to feel, in, in, because you have to have a good way to manage them. And if people are saying, don't mm -hmm. feel shit, dude, don't yeah. feel, be tough about it, mm -hmm. you're going to not know how to operate yourself. And then it's like, like, yeah, be a be tough or, or in our case be a man you know it's like yeah yeah but like isn't it like more respectful and dignified to be a man who like has their shit together like they can acknowledge that this is upsetting and whether they emote to it or not they have the the sense of work on this and make a change who's, who's more respectful in, in in my eyes it's the person who's said having the value and actually doing the deed very admirable actually taking the time yeah like tell people not to don't feel anything like well, okay don't feel fuck it like don't feel anything and which we'll is beta block our way through the whole life like machines i don't want to be like mm -hmm. a machine I, I love to feel stuff and um, I think that's a lot of my depression. I've been not allowed. Who will blame me? I assume that that means that you are lurking. Welcome in. I appreciate you. Who okay. will blame me? Helicopter comes in. I'm here to help. Never mind. There's no enemies. <laughs> Helicopter flies away. So Welcome. We're currently digging pretty deep on um, what, what, what can... What can kill your motivation is what we're getting on it's like if someone tries to tell you that you're not allowed to feel your feelings then what really happens to your life there how, how do you get better if you don't even if you're not even allowed to analyze your, your you own do feelings drugs. <laughs> that, no. that's what happens no no but, but I'm, <laughs> I'm saying don't do yeah don't actively do that and uh, you may already, and I don't judge you if you do, but I understand the nature of why substance abuse and mental illness are so, so much like hanging out at the family reunion because they're brothers. They, they, they definitely uh, work together quite well. They complement each other. They hang Very out. nice. They definitely hang out. They've been hanging out for a really long time. So if I'm like, hey, if I can toughen up, you're going through this shit, whoever, um, just don't deal with that. Like it'll pass. It will, maybe, but it could. It'll also pass back around, and it's it's going to circle your life like a damn moon, and uh, yeah, or is the moon? You're the space guys. The moon orbits. The, <laughs> who orbits who? Um, the, lar the, the larger gravitational object is the uh, orbiter. The, no, other way around. Okay. Uh, the small, smaller, the the less. Sorry, it's it's. It's more. It's it's too complicated. <laughs> it's, uh, the funny wow. thing is, is they they've actually wow, found. I just, him. I just stumped him. Like well, he doesn't because... even know if the moon. The moon goes around the sun, or the sun goes around the earth, or oh. no idea. Well, there's, there's planets out Space. there that are larger than the star they are orbiting, 
but they're less dense. And that's why they're orbiting around that star. Like, it's it's too big of a question is the problem. <laughs> like, it's about it's, oh, more, it's more about mass and density. The moon, dude. The moon, I don't need to know. The moon orbits the Earth, <laughs> if you want that answer. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. See? I, what, see what happened to you there, dude? See those more yeah. options? You're like, I got to fucking start, though, and talk about other shit that's more complicated because... It's it's important. It is it is actually very valuable and important because what you're presenting is the information that's gonna progress things forward. You're not just doing a rote thing where it's like I memorize facts and I appreciate that a lot. But it's also tough when you're like, I'm gonna start at like the craziest point in this. Yeah. Feel my way back. And it's like, no, let's say the moon goes around. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's it's it, that's just a fucked up way that our brains not neurotypical yep I, oh, and I, no. the good thing is you see this though and i don't mean to pick on you or call on you i'm just identifying that because i can finally mm -hmm. see it after a year like i know all the shit i'm like oh nope yeah there it is there, there it is. is we see it so it's beneficial oh. to identify, oh. identify it never gets too tedious but like cp shut up like i, I know, know i got I, it i know i got i got the i got the 80 i CP says that I don't know what HD is, but CP says I got 80 of them bitches. <laughs> Sorry, I love that. <laughs> that's a that's a meme. That's not wow, that's not my dude. that's it's not my own thing. Yeah, that's not even his joke. That's not even his joke. He admitted it. No, it's not my joke. I I'm, 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 I'm gonna always admit if something isn't my joke. Fair enough. Credit where credit is due, and well, you non, made us weird. I, I, non credit where credit is due as well. I used to have this brother in law. I still have him. I just don't fucking talk to him because kind of a dink. And uh, he, uh, yeah, he would just say like, uh, um, shit. What the hell were we talking about? I got caught jokes? up in the emotion, huh? The jokes, memes. Oh yeah. Yeah, and like I'd always say something, and you know, like I don't know, like some of my stuff is pretty original. Most of my stuff is is pretty original. Like the stuff I joke about is, if I think, like um, I borrowed probably some, I don't know, some ideas. Well, but for the most part, I, I will say original shit based on weird stuff that would make me laugh because I'm trying to entertain this head and not get bored a lot yeah so I'm, I'm initiating my own like getting high on my own supply kind of thing and so i'll talk and and he would always be like oh where'd you get that say something like, what do you mean yeah what you what show did you see that on basically? oh yeah that's kind of um it's like no i'm not quoting a show dude i'm just making a, an observation it's like mean it's a little bit a little bit mean of him but they don't have the, they don't assume. have the ability to to do that so they're like yeah uh you, you must just regurgitate information some people literally just regurgitate information you were saying i used I think to you said it earlier like the people that need the rules that idea yeah. of what we we're talking about coming back around in the beginning there are people that need that to be told what to do all the time and if you yeah. can condition a society to do that you'll run it that's that's what's that's what we've been leaning up to. Oh, I see. So it's more. Wow. They're 
Some Alex Jones shit there. No, I'm just kidding. It's not some Alex Jones shit here. I know. This is okay. I'm joking. I'm not gonna go on an Alex Jones rant. Yeah. Okay. Because now, now people are thinking I'm like some crazy conspiracy theorist. See, now he's now he's he's creating a, a narrative. <laughs> this is the truth. This is the simple truth. The truth. Human beings used to be like wolves. We were animals. <laughs> Shit would pop up. We had this Rambles. animal brain. We're animals. We'd have this animal brain. We'd say, hey, for your self-preservation, fight or flight. That game, skate or die. Fight or flight. It would just, that's all your brain. Do your, do your darndest to fight. Yeah, you, make a, you make a decision. And it's fucking instantaneous because it probably would mean you're going to die that day. It's not like it's not like I'm gonna I'm gonna lose a promotion at the job or I'm gonna get a cold batch of French fries if I show up late. Nah, this wolf's gonna eat me. I'm dead. So it, the stakes are high. While well, we developed these other parts that we were talking about earlier, the cortexes that create the pathways, those things are dog shit. Those are beta they don't, they don't beta well. mode. They are beta mode that's, hard. That's, and, your, and we, that's your primal brain. Yeah, and so like we're not super huge steps up on the evolutionary ladder we speak and we created all this so it's like oh why didn't the wolves create all this shit and if they they've been around they don't have long, thumbs you better believe it, it a wolf would would make a weapon if it could <laughs> wolf would give a wolf would give a good wolf job if it had a good hand wolf so. job? <laughs> God. look it up <laughs> anyway. no, don't, don't. well <laughs> uh, i'm not gonna tell you what to do but it, it's it's actually, it's just ridiculous. It's not even gross. It's this is what this, this is what the show is going to become. It's going to become like Space Viking trying to play the straight man. Be like, dude, no, 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 hold on, hold on a second, guys. Let's and then eyes off rails. No, no, we don't advocate drug use. No, and no, I didn't say that. Anyway, <laughs> but he's, he's he's very smart to be sensitive. To uh, <laughs> people out there, and I appreciate that. I got, uh, my, I got my finger on the pulse of society. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not really. Oh, yeah, going back into it. So these wolves, and we, we built all this world. But we built this world because we're benefactors of the long game. We have a long life and a long history. And I don't know about you, but I couldn't take apart this computer monitor in front of me and put it back together so it worked right somebody can somehow because of the long game we've just been we've just been piggybacking off people for all this time and so we've created this world that's impressive also destructive we, we are we super evolved things if we're something yes. that is <laughs> yeah is going to just eat at the core of the natural planet that we live on uh yeah i don't know I, that's probably that's probably in question but then the wolves what did they do same thing as everything they they, they do the same things that we used to do they just walk the fuck around and they got their food and they lived their life that what do we do? We created a system of domestic living. Uh, the, the only thing holding the it together real, is our, our agreement to hold it together. Yeah, the, the, the one thing, you, you were talking about it last night with capitalism and stuff. 
be like, oh, can we give it up all tomorrow? No way, because the structure is such a part of the long game. You'd have to be <laughs> radical like to get 8 billion people to simultaneously like, hey, we're going to give it all up. We're going to just we're going to just walk out of these houses right now. Yeah. And, and say, I don't own any of this stuff. And if you come along, you know, use that your own thing. And the same goes like, we're just going to be like walking around in, into each other's houses. Maybe you're staying there. Maybe it's abandoned. Who knows? But we're nomads again. Nothing, nothing is owned because the system of ownership has created all kinds of horrible things. Uh, fear, violence. Yeah, because what happens? What happens when you have something to lose? Yeah, all this stuff doesn't so. exist. If if a group of people just walked around, yeah, sure they could run into another tribe of people, They're like, hey, fuck you, I'm taking your stuff. But you're all in the same world. Like, no, maybe just because I hate this guy. But generally, I know that they're out there doing the same thing, and there's a commonality, uh, and. I would think things would gel a lot better as opposed to someone one day they were like, you know, I don't have to hunt animals anymore. And I don't, I don't have to, you know what? I don't, I don't want to. Yeah. I can put this one in a pen and I can grow the, I can grow the vegetables right here. Look around. Yeah. We can have a base. Oh, that man, base I, could, to... I could sell these, I could sell these vegetables. Yeah. I could trade them, sell them. Fortunately, the base run by farmers, agrarian type folks. And there was groups of uh, hardcore dudes. Basie might know some of them. They uh, they got in boats and they just went around and uh, hey, you've got stuff. <laughs> I want your stuff. Hey, that's that's a misnomer. I want they, your stuff. I want they went stuff. they went to England because they couldn't grow any food on their land because it was winter and six months out of the year. And like we want, we want some better land. And then the English were like, "Hey, you're on our land," and they're like, "Hey, we're explorers." And then they just got an arrow in the neck. Isn't history subjective? Uh, and then, uh, and then the the English the English monks were like, "Oh crap, we attacked first. We better not make it look like that. We better call them savages right out the get go." <laughs> you tell me those monks on Saint Mont Michel fucking went retaliation. <sighs> That's how, they played the long game. They retaliated with the long game. And they did build a fortress. Like, up on a giant hill on the edge of the land. That fortress was called go. Christianity. And they used and, and that fortress he... to lord over everyone. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> now I'm going conspiracy theory. No, there, yeah. was, there was a lot of misconceptions about the Vikings, but... Um... That they, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, it depended on the clan. Like there were different Viking clans that were ruthless, that were completely just hell bent on the loot and looting and pillaging. Um, then there were other clans that were like, "Hey, this is this land's pretty great. Let's let's trade with the English. Let's trade with the Middle Easterns. Let's trade with." It's uh, across the board. It's just like, yeah, it it's it's not defined black and white. If you were this. Group. We still do it today. It's very human today. Like, yeah. if you're a Democrat, you're this. If you're Republican, you're this. And that's if you're poor, you're this. If you're rich, you're this. None of that stuff's true. They're generalizations to make your life easier and to like expect, like, like we were saying, uh, I think a 
couple of weeks ago. The idea where it's like you you say something general at a party get a, as a feeler to be like, yeah, hey, dude, I'm into art and stuff. And yeah, me too. Or no. And then you just know you're not connected. You keep it general, general to specific, and then a relationship comes out. But you can't assume case. Uh, but yeah, Vikings are going to take the bad name in this in this uh, uh, historical yeah trail. But but there, it was lots of people. It's always conquerors, and uh, there's just a group of people. Like, you know, what my saying, favorite historical fact is along those like preconceived notion lines. Uh, like we have a preconceived notion about um, the there was a bunch of barbarians that burned Rome down. Right? It was barbarians invaded Rome, got through the wall. And completely ruined Rome, and that's why Rome fell, right? That's the story we're told. There was recent evidence that just came up. I say recent, it was probably the last 20 years that they found this out, right? What's the oh my god crazy? I'm not sure what you're reacting to. But um, they, they found out recently that the, the barbarians were hired by a, a, a prominent Roman senator. Fucking Mercs, to, to, dude! To, to raid Rome and dis and dismantle it because they wanted it to be an empire. Little did they know that the 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 barbarians also had some ambition, so they just kept going <laughs> and I raided hustle. and and ruined the entire the entire city instead and dismantled and their s supply lines and dismantled their everything. It's like wow, okay, <laughs> rad, dude. So Rome fell because of their own hubris. <laughs> Rome didn't fall because a bunch of barbarians just decided to raid one day. <laughs> now I'd say Rome fell because it domestic area that had stuff. Because <laughs> uh, if that didn't exist, people would just walk past because it'd just be a fucking field. <laughs> yeah. That's just my argument with things. It, it wasn't until we started having capital creating the system that would become capitalism that we live in now but just the idea of having things like i i'm in an arcade right now i'm take my arcade people this makes me vulnerable they're coming not through arcade the, cp <laughs> and not that it's the end of the world but it's just you know and it's just stuff yeah and yeah and i'm less and less attached to it oh and speaking of what you can kind of see in the background here yeah, uh, maybe H you can on that. The, the it's kind of cleared out over there by the centipede stuff, and uh, I'm I'm ripping this wall apart over mm -hmm. there and doing some stuff. Uh, but eventually, the arcades being all redone, it's going to be a black light experience. Things shifted around and moved, and tonight Crazy. we've got the Terminator machine in the background, and I might actually be doing the mod. Yeah. Uh, the piece recessing the screen, uh, so that'll if you see it now, it's flush. Next time you see it next week, it'll probably be set in back mm -hmm. of the monitor. Crazy, see, I'm not sure what you're OM godding about, but um, uh, I'll reiterate our disclaimer we're not experts, so if I said anything that was like completely off, sorry, <laughs> I don't, I don't laugh. know, I don't know, shit I'm about, right. I don't know, shit about, fuck, man, <laughs> I don't. Take take me outside and put me out of my misery. I don't know anything. <laughs> okay,